Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch, down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guaranteed. Visit ebay.com for terms. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. It's Straight Fire. It's Thursday, September 9th, the beginning of the NFL season. Oh, tonight we got football. Gosh, I'm fired up. Buccaneers hosting the Cowboys. We will dive deep into that with our guest, my main man, T.A. If you guys have listened to my radio show on Saturdays, which I no longer do, by the way, TA's been coming on probably about four or five years. Uh, I'd bring him on. We'd chop up our five picks for what we used to do, the Super Contest. Now I'm doing the Circa Contest. Uh, he's a great guy. He's not really hiding uh, hiding in plain sight, if you will, because he has a real job in finance. Uh, super smart guy. D- brings a different analytical bent to some NFL stuff. So we have a great interview. It's a little long, but if you like gambling, week one, season-long stuff, dig into it, have fun with it. Before we get to the interview. News and notes. Number one, USA Soccer. What an amazing rally. Just an incredible uh, second half. Down one nothing to Honduras. The sky was literally falling. It was down. The sky was falling in Honduras. Um, USA was trailing. It was like, oh my gosh, are we going to miss the World Cup again? Should we leave Berhalter, the coach, in Honduras? And they explode for four goals in the second half. And remember, 
three of them were after Pulisic went down. Pulisic is their best player. After he went down with an injury, and Honduras turned into, well, Honduras, uh, which is not like a soccer franchise. I think they've uh, made three World Cups in their career. Um, not their career, but their existence, and they've scored a total of three goals. Um, it's an uphill climb for Honduras, but for a half, they looked incredible. It's basically like you're facing uh, a better team, and you go all out, expend all your energy in the first half, and you're gassed, and they looked it in the second half. The USA took over. The kid, Pepe, 18 years old, an MLS player, I think for FC Dallas. Dude was awesome. I mean, he had a great goal to take the lead, and he had an assist uh, when they went up 3-1. Just a great result, 4-1, huge win. USA Soccer is back. Final note, and this is selfish, and you will not care whatsoever before we get to TA. So I had played in my usual pickup basketball game Wednesday, and I was having a good day. And, you know, we lose the first game, uh, and we're winning the second game. And uh, you guys know my style. As a guard, I like to play outside. I don't like to go inside. I'm not one of these guys roughhousing. Uh, I'm not collecting a ton of rebounds. If I'm inside and somebody's going to score, if it, we're playing outdoors, I'm letting them score. I'm not doing the hard foul. You know, uh, I'm just not doing that. And I don't like to mix it up inside. So I guarded by a guy who's a buddy of mine, known him for a few years. Um, he's a former uh, quarterback in high school, played a lot of high school basketball, like a really good athlete. Um, and... I like guarding because I'm quicker than him, so I get open threes. A lot of the other guys, they're hugging up on me and, you know, not giving me any airspace. Um, and the, But the problem is on the other side of the court, he goes down and posts up, and I'm always, like, trying to get to switch with someone. So he has a ball, and I like, get my arm in there to try to tie it up or pop it loose. And as my memory has it, and I may have a concussion at this point, I don't know, uh, I jar it loose, and then the ball kind of pops up, and he whirls around to get it, and I catch an elbow right in the eye. Um, and um, now his memory was he was fouled by three guys at the same time, but um, that, who cares? Whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, and instantly I just felt boom, you know, and I go down. I don't hit my head on the ground, but I knew instantly – I put my hands to my face, and as I put it away, I could feel drops coming off my eye. I'm like, oh, damn, I'm bleeding. So I run inside, grab some ice, uh, and, you know, my initial read is, all right, you know, maybe it's just a cut. And then I look in the mirror, and I'm like, ah, oh, fudge. I need stitches. That's definitely open. So I go outside, and the guys are like, dude, are you, are you okay? You know, what's going on? I show one guy. He's like, oh. You might need glue or stitches or both. <laughs> uh, and so uh, the wife calls up. I didn't want to go to the ER um, just because that can take forever. So we just called like a local plastic surgeon who could quickly stitch it up um, six stitches later, and I'm fine. Uh, just, you know, uh, if I go on the herd Friday, which I think I will, uh, you may see a little bit of a shiner. Uh, I'll probably try to tell a cooler story like uh, thwarted a robbery and took someone out and I caught an elbow in the process, but, uh, I'm fine. You know, six stitches posted a little bit about it on Instagram. You don't care. Let's get to the NFL fun interview with my main man, TA. You know, a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want, but for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire, a guy I've known now uh, via the internet and uh, text message and social media for about, I don't know, five, six years. And uh, he's kind of a man of mystery. 
Um, but not really to me. Um, and we've had these guys on the show who don't want to really put their name out there because they've got another life and stuff going on. And um, this guy, you if you follow NFL gambling, you know him. He, he I call him T.A. Uh, T.A., how are you, man? Good, Jason. How are you? you say it's only five, six years. I think it's like 10 years. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. It's It's been, you know, I remember because I tell people you were kind of the one who launched me. So I'm, I'm forever uh, grateful. I think it was uh, it was by Twitter, the, the beginning of Twitter, uh, probably 10 years ago. And I probably had 30 followers at the time, just like people that I knew. And I think you had you had thrown out, you know, your, your own site, your, your old site. You said, hey, anybody got some uh, winning college football picks? And I think I tossed out a couple. They all won. And then he said, hey, you got any, he said the next day, any, anybody got, you got any NFL picks? I said, yeah, here are a few. And I think I went like five and one and you're oh. like, wow, and you retweeted it. And I got a bunch of followers that day. And just ever since then, I think we've gone back and forth and I've been on your yeah. show a bunch of times, but yeah, that was like 10 years ago. It's crazy. Wow. That, that shows how quickly time goes. So I know I, I started the radio show. I was guessing five or six years ago and we did gambling back then. It wasn't huge in mainstream. I don't know if there were even any gambling podcasts. Were there like six years ago? There was probably like the Bill Simmons, maybe, but there was like one or two really that, that was gambling related. But yeah, yeah you were one I, of the first I, for sure. It's weird. I don't think of gambling and Bill Simmons at all in the least. Like, <laughs> I, is he a is he a gambler? Does he have good information? Like, I, I've well, never, I, like I don't that. listen it's, to his podcast. So it's it's more he 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 dis, he discussed it mainstream where it wasn't really as discussed. Um, he talked about some of his bets he made and kind of did weekly bet, you know, guess the lines type of stuff. Mm. So. You know, information or, you know, you, you can you can argue whether it's good information or not, but he yeah. did at least discuss it. But yeah, you're you're, one, you're definitely a, uh, one of the few who did a few years ago. Yeah. Now it would be better if I could cash in the big million dollar contest in Vegas. So T.A. It used to come on my Saturday radio show and we'd go through our picks for what was then the super contest. Now the big one is Circa, where the payout is four million dollars. So I've entered this year. He has entered. I'm sifting through my week one picks. We'll do those in a little bit. But T.A., I just wanted a quick like. With the gambling, there's so many people out there now who just claim, oh, I got I got the best information. I know this. I'm a gambler. And they just post all this whatever stuff. And no, it's not really verified. Uh, and anybody can say, oh, I hit 72%. Yeah, and it's like nobody really looks to confirm anything. Everybody's just looking for the clout. But from what I saw in you, you had good information that you weren't seeing everywhere else. If you see someone say basically, oh, yeah, points per game and yards per game, it's like that was 10, 15 years ago. And like that is a little silly. We're in the advanced state now. Like DVOA matters. Uh, a lot of the stuff you did with Warren Sharp over the last couple of years matters. For your information and process, just talk us through like week one, like how you approach. I don't know. You could take Bucks Cowboys if you want. Yeah, I mean, I think I, there is a lot of bad information out there. I think with the the good news is that you know gambling is more mainstream and people are talking about it. You, know, you got an NFL Network, I think, is now scrolling odds the bottom of their screen for the first time. So it's it's talked about, but really there is some bad information. I mean, it's not, when I say bad, I mean nothing that matters. It's just mm -hmm. kind of general, kind of vague, and and doesn't really move the needle and doesn't really help you much. I mean, all, you know, these lines are, are incorporated all that information. I mean, I think where I try to take um, a good approach is, you know, trying to be as contrarian as possible. Cause I think you win by being as contrarian and yep. um, level headed as possible. Um, don't fall into recency bias. 
Don't, you know, the, you got to know that the books are almost always shading um, the favorites a little bit higher than they should because they know that the public likes to, to take the favorites and, and the overs. And so, um, you know, just be careful of those, those types of things and be mindful of that. But really, you know, for like a week one, there's not much to go off of, right? Like uh, these teams change from year to year, personnel change, coaches change. And so try to pay attention to what's being said in the media, how coaches have run maybe um, if you got a new defensive coach or new offensive coach, how they run things at their prior stops. Um, but for week one, too, just what are some of the week one trends? I mean, home dogs have always been a good trend uh, in week one. You know, the the market just doesn't know enough, and you're going off of last year's data. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking, you know, teams that didn't make the playoffs versus teams that did make the playoffs have historically done well. So those types of things, I think, um, are impactful. And for me, where I think my value add and where I've seen an edge that you don't see in the mainstream um, is I look at two things. One, I think when looking at some of the numbers, some of the stats, there are, you know, there are clear splits um, between how teams fare against specific types of, you know, offenses or defenses, you know, um, what type of schedule have they played? You know, if you're, you know, one of the top five or 10 defenses, have you played an easy schedule? Like that matters and it's vice versa. So you've got to be mindful of that. Uh, and for me, the other thing is injuries. And it's not just, you know, uh, who's the quarterback, who's the receiver that's being hurt. Like that's all, everyone knows all that yeah. stuff, right? That information is easy to find. It's digging into who the left guard is, who is questionable, right? And is it a valuable player on the offensive line? Is it cluster injuries, that, that are going to affect the team. Do you have multiple injuries in the secondary or um, against the, you know, the offensive or defensive line, those types of things, which don't really move the needle, I think um, in the mainstream, but those are things that really, really impact yeah. um, to me an edge, uh, whether you pick uh, you know, a side or a total. So it's funny you mentioned injuries and, and secondary. The, the thing is, TA, a lot of people don't have the time or the bandwidth or really the interest to look through and basically read almost every team's injury report like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you've got to do that, right? Like I saw uh, that Trey Wayans is not going to be playing for the Bengals uh, in the opener against the Vikings. So I look at the quarterback, uh, cornerback depth chart. I see, oh my gosh, Eli Apple, a woozie, uh, Mike Hinton or Hilton. And, and you start looking, oh, who are they going against? Thielen and Jefferson. And I, I had kind of wanted to take a bite of the Bengals. Like you said, home dog. But I'm like, no way. The over really is the only play for me in Vikings Bengals. And I know that's not a game people are going to care about, but it looks like the number's starting to tick up. This feels like a, I don't know, maybe you disagree, 37 31. We know the Bengals are going to keep it close with Burrow. Yeah, you know, I haven't dug into that game as much, so I can't give a specific, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, recommendation or whatnot. But yeah, in general, you're right. And it's not even just, you know, who's out, it's who's behind that person. So it might be just be kind of a, you know, a decent player, a decent cornerback, right? Uh, a veteran who's kind of, you know, right around that, uh, you know, average mark. But then you look and, oh, their backup is an undrafted free agent, you know, um, <laughs> who barely had any snaps, right? And then it's like, okay, well, the nickel corner is also dinged up. And so now you've got two, you know, two backups playing. It's, you know, it's the cumulative effect of, um, you know, working on, you know, what, uh, how that's going to impact the defense and how the, the offense attacks. I mean, it's not just, you know, who is out for one side. It's how can the other side take advantage? Do they have the, the, the players? Do they have the matchup to do that? Do they have the coaching staff who's willing to do that? Um, you know, that, that, those are the things that I think are, are important. And like for me last year, I remember, I think it was week two or week three, the Raiders were playing in New England. Um, and I took New England pretty heavy. And, and for yeah. me, one reason was because the Raiders had multiple injuries on the offensive line. 
Uh, and the backup, I think it was for Richie Incognito, who's, you know, good offensive lineman. The backup was a, a late round pick out of Clemson. And he had played the prior game, maybe like 20 snaps, 30 snaps against the Saints. And he had given up like five or six pressures. Like he was just complete. And I think PFF gave him like one of the worst grades you could possibly give him. And to me, I was like, whoa, like that's a huge drop off from yeah. uh, an all pro type and in, incognito to, to a, a rookie, you know, who has struggled, you know, those types of things matter, but that's not reflected in the line. And so yeah. um, again, it, it's knowing who's out, knowing who's behind that player and then knowing uh, can the other side really um, take advantage. And so those things are key. Let, let me look at a, tea, a, a game that's uh, kind of interesting. I, I really like one side, but it doesn't look like the line's going my way. Have you looked at Dolphins, Patriots? You've got the rookie starter in Mac Jones against a good Miami Dolphins defense last year, especially in the secondary. But as someone I know who likes to dig deeper, I seem to remember us disagreeing on the Dolphins a lot last year because they had been lucky with the turnovers, with the special teams. And, I mean, listen, this... Uh, Patriots offense is going to be versatile. TA, you know, they got the two tight ends, John U. Smith, Hunter Henry. They got a, a rejuvenated ground game. And like, I know it's Mac Jones as a rookie, but this guy turns 23 this week. He's not like some 21 year old like Zach Wilson. Um, I don't know. I really like the Patriots here. Um, I, in the opener, am I crazy? You know, it's tough to, I don't have a side on this one, but I mean, it's tough to, um, you know, it's not the back of rookie quarterback like yeah. Mac Jones as a favorite. You know, to me, Miami's an interest, such an interesting team this year, maybe the most interesting team because, yeah, you're right. We we definitely disagreed last year because all my numbers kept saying, like, the, the, the turnovers. You know, Miami's defense on a yards per play basis, they were 24th in the NFL. Not yeah. good. But they were top 10 in all the, the, the EPA metrics and things like that because they had the highest number of turnovers that they created um, that turned into big plays in the NFL. And those are things that are just hard to replicate. I mean, it's one thing to get a, you know, rec uh, recover a fumble. Another thing to take that fumble back on a, on a strip sack, you know, like they did against Jared Goff and the Rams for a touchdown, uh, you know, uh, taking pick sixes back for a touchdown. Like they were doing that continuously. And so it was masking really that their defense was below average. So, you know, can that continue? Like, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think the offensively they're going to, they're going to improve enough. I think Tua's you, going to have trust a, Tua. I, I well, it's a leap of faith, but you always have to make <laughs> that leap of faith, right? Like if we knew Tua was going to be really good, they wouldn't be three point underdogs, right? Like they would yeah. be three or four point favorites. So you have to take a leap of faith. Like this guy is still a top five prospect coming out, right? He came off of a major injury um, and had no off season last year. Went into an offense that had, I think it was a Chan Gailey who was the offensive coordinator. Yes, like, their third just, offensive coordinator this year in three years for. Uh, yeah, the, and Chan Gailey is, you know, he's past his prime. Like he's not a guy who, you know, is really built for this um, type of uh, uh, NFL. He had Ryan, I mean, he expected Ryan Fitzpatrick to be his quarterback and, and tailored an <laughs> offense just for him. Uh, and Tua, again, no offseason, off an injury, and he had no weapons. That offensive line wasn't very good. And those, you know, they had no weapons outside of Devontae Parker. So it's a it was a tough setup for him. So I think now that they got Jalen Waddle here uh, in the mix, I mean, Will Fuller is going to miss this game. But in general, I think that's going to add some big plays. Um, I think that they've got they've got a much easier schedule of opposing pass defenses, which is going to help them out. But if you look at his EPA per drop back, uh, from you know an advanced metric standpoint, you yeah. know, he's 27th in the NFL. Not good, but historically, like compared to other rookies, yeah. he was kind of middle of the pack. It just it just looks worse because you're comparing him to Justin Herbert, who had maybe yeah. the best season of all time. <laughs> Ever. So I think in general, like for me, an angle 
um, with the Dolphins early on is going to be taking their overs. Um, uh, I haven't really too deep in this one yet, but I think, yeah, because the combination of if that def- if I'm right and that defense is not going to force the same number of turnovers that they did last year, they should give up a lot more points, right? Cause they're not going to be able to, to end drives on those turnovers. So they should give up more points than you would expect. And then offensively, if I think that Tua is going to be, you know, is going to uh, improve and they've got more weapons and they've got a better, you know, offensive staff, they should be able to score more points. Like it's uh, to me that that's an angle that I'm looking at. So hmm. uh, I think that uh, look for uh, some more shootouts from the dolphins early on this year. So that's one. Um, I don't have a position on, on the side mm-hmm. against new England, but I would look at that total. Yeah. The weird part about this Dolphins team, um, there, there was the COVID news this week. Austin Jackson, their left tackle, looks like he's in protocols and he's listed as out for now. Obviously, that could change if he gets the negative test. But uh, the left side of their line, Austin Jackson, if he's out, he'll be played by uh, replaced by Greg Little, who played barely at all last year, second-year guy or third-year guy, not very good. And then their left guard is Solomon Kidney. Uh, never heard of the guy. And that's going up against the Patriots defense that gets like, I think, four starters back. They added Judon coming off the edge. We know uh, Dietrich Weiss is pretty good. They stole Van Noy from the Dolphins. This Patriots defense, are we sleeping on them? I know a guy you know well, Adam Chernoff, who loves your stuff. Uh, We had him on the pod. He seems very bullish on the Patriots this year, especially their defense. Yeah, I mean, that's it's tough because they've had so much turnover. And, you know, typically when you go um, shopping in free agency, it's kind of fool's gold, right, in the NFL. So it's hard to really rely on some of those moves. I mean, yeah, they get guys that they're familiar with back, like Dante Hightower, like you mentioned, Van Noy. I mean, I think the Gilmore injury is huge. I mean, look, look out, at their yep. secondary. I mean, look at their secondary, Jalen Mills and J.C. Jackson, your starting corners. I, I'm not really thrilled with that. Jalen Mills hasn't been good for a number of years. That That's a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they have – I mean, Matt Judon I like – but I don't think they have edge rushers that I'm really afraid of. Um, I think they have a decent defensive line, but they were one of the worst in the NFL uh, stopping the run last year. So, you know, they can be had. I, again, I think the Miami offensive line is definitely their Achilles heel. Um, so if they can get the ball out quickly and get it to some of their playmakers, get it to Jalen Waddle, I think that, you know, that would serve them better. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I, I wasn't uh, – uh, a fan of Miami not really improving that offensive line as much yeah. this year as they probably should have. But, you know, I'm not sure this New England defense is going to be as great mm. as some suspect. I think, I mean, I think they have solid pieces. I think they're kind of a middle of the road defense, uh, but I'm not, I'm not looking at them without Stefan Gilmore. I think yeah, they can be added in that secondary. So I don't also, think they're in, as good as maybe you might think. It, again, it's early in the week for the Circa. The picks don't have to be in Saturday, but one that I have definitely circled, the line is going my way, although, uh, probably too much. So the Seattle Seahawks, I know it's a, a home dog in Indianapolis, but all the Russell Wilson numbers in September, the last two years, they're not quite Mahomes, but they're really good. I, I just love this passing game coordinator Waldron. They stole from the Rams. I mean, it fe- I'm, I'm assuming the creativity is going to be back in Seattle and their aerial attack will be dominant. Obviously the defense stinks, but I'm looking at the Seattle side and the over uh, any interest um, on either of those. You know, I'm looking at Seattle hard. Hopefully, um, I have not taken it yet. I actually did. Uh, I mean, I, I took a lot of Indy under uh, 10 and a half and 10 from a win total perspective. I posted that back in June. <laughs> I was all over kind of that is before some of the injury stuff. I, I just think there's a ton of regression coming on the cold side. Again, they had the easiest schedule in the NFL last year. 
Um, they benefited from um, uh, turnovers, uh, both sides of the ball. One, Phillip Rivers didn't turn it over a lot. They didn't fumble a lot, but they caused a lot of turnovers on defense. So again, that will probably regress. I mean, Phillip Rivers, for as much as people talk about his arm, like he's very, very safe with the ball, um, or he was last year. So, um, you know, so I'm not a huge believer in Carson Wentz to come come in. This is a guy that led the NFL, has led the NFL in fumbles since 2016. Um, I think his, you know, quote unquote MVP season of 2017 with Frank Wright that everyone keeps harping on is like that. Can he return to glory? Um, that was a mirage. I mean, he led the NFL by a mile in efficiency on third and fourth downs. But if you look at early downs, he was in the twenties and he's, he hasn't replicated that third and fourth down efficiency since I don't think he's done anything better than kind of middle of the pack. So to me at best, you're looking at kind of an average quarterback. There's no T Y Hilton. Their left tackle is who, I mean, they're, they're down to their <laughs> third string left tackle with um, Eric Fisher, not ready to go. And Sam Tevy, uh, their backup who's out for the, uh, for this game. So, you know, I've got a lot of questions on this indie offense uh, I think Seattle is its one of those things that Seattle keeps every game close. So yeah. it's never going to be easy. I don't think they're going to blow them out. Um, so if you can get under three, I think that's the, probably the way to go mm-hmm. with Seattle. Again, I'm not sure if I'm going to put in the contest yet. I know it will be a popular play and we got to go through game. You know, there's some game theory uh, involved with some of this contest stuff, but yep. uh, I definitely think the right side, if you're going to pull the trigger is on Seattle. I will say with the offense, you would hope they would continue to let Russ throw the ball. I mean, I think uh, some of the quotes I saw from Pete Carroll in the offseason about getting back to the basics and wanting to run the ball scares oh, me a little bit. Yeah, I have heard good things from Shane, this Shane Waldron. Um, he's a Sean McVay disciple, and I think they're going to run some more up-tempo from what I've heard. But, um, you know, he kind of remains to be seen. And, you know, with Pete Carroll, I just don't trust that he's going to let them air out. I think Dwayne Eskridge is a kind of a – uh, a wild card for this team is second round pick out of Western Michigan, smaller receiver ran a four, three, eight 40. Uh, I think he led the NFL or led college football last year in uh, yards per um, yards after contact uh, from a receiver perspective. So he broke a lot of tackles, had a lot of big plays at Western Michigan. So uh, that's a guy who, if he can produce some of the same things uh, as a third receiver, some of the big plays, I think that's going to really stretch the field for this offense and make things even better. So um, I think overall, I, I am high on Seattle's offense. If they allow Russ to, to throw, you just never know with, with right. Pete Carroll. Uh, you mentioned indie unders for the season. Any other season-long things that, that have jumped out at you or that you bet? Yeah, so two teams. One, I'll give you one from the AFC, one from the NFC that I'm higher on than I think the market one. Uh, the AFC, Denver. Um, I, I've been over De- – Denver was the first win total I took back in February. I took a bunch of their futures. I think, yeah. I think you might have jumped on that with me. Um, and I know I, we messaged back and forth on that. That was mainly, for me, I saw the roster. I think it was a really good roster. I saw that they had a ton of injuries. Um, they still competed in a lot of games. I think Vic Fangio did a nice job with that defense. Um, but they had a ton of injuries and still competed. And they had some good receivers, um, some good weapons. And I, I thought that they would be a player for Deshaun Watson at yeah. the time. This is before Watson's all the off the field stuff. So I thought it would be good timing to get in on Denver because I thought they that's all they really needed was a quarterback. So I took some of their, I took the 70 to one to win the Super Bowl, I think 25 to one to win the AFC. And then I had over seven in their win total. It's up to eight and a half. I would still yeah. take it. I think this is a playoff team. I think you could also take, you know, a little bit on to make the playoffs at plus money, uh, close to plus 200. Um, I just think that between, you know, they had one, they were one of the most unlucky teams due to injuries last year. You remember Vaughn Miller before the season right. out for the year. Remember, they played Kendall Hinton at quarterback. Like, they had a ton of injuries. They lost Cortland Sutton in the second game of the year. They get all those, you know, they get those guys back. 
that Teddy Bridgewater is not going to win you a Super Bowl, but he's a safe, steady hand at quarterback. He was seventh in completion percentage over expected, number one in adjusted completion percentage on short throws. Drew Locke was 30th uh, in EPA per drop back and dead yeah. last in completion percentage <laughs> over expectation. I mean, he was 33rd in making the short throws, like which is what Teddy excels in. So all he has yes. to do is distribute to Jerry Judy and those guys, KJ Hamler. And I think they'll be able to compete. They have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. Um, I mean, they had just a lot of luck uh, go against them. I mean, opposing field goal kickers made 93% of field goal attempts against them, wow. second highest in the NFL. Those are the types of things that typically regress. Um, and so I think that they're uh, in a good spot to, to go over their win total and make the playoffs. And I think for the uh, NFC. Well, wait, well, let me just stop you okay. on the Broncos real quick. So you mentioned EPA. I would guess that there's, you know, 89% of the audience like EPA. They just hear that um, with, without, you know, breaking out the dictionary definition, is there an easy way to uh, just spell that out for the audience? Yeah. So EPA is expected points added. So essentially it's every single play um, can create a scoring opportunity or, you know, impact negatively a scoring opportunity for a team on uh, per drive. Right. So, and it's all based on where you are in the field, down in distance, time remaining, all those sorts of things. So, you know, if you, if you get eight yards on a third and 12, for example, yeah, the eight yards looks good, but that doesn't really help you yeah, uh, in the scheme of things because you're punting on fourth down. Yeah. Whereas on fourth and one, getting two yards, way more valuable, even though the two yards is less than the eight yards on just kind of an absolute old, you know, counting stat basis. Um, the two yards are way more valuable because it got you a first down. It extended a drive and increased your chances of scoring on that drive. So yeah. all EPA does is take every single play of an entire season, and you accumulate it uh, and you can do it on a per uh, play basis and come up with, you know, how often were you helping your team, right. um, you know, improve your chances of scoring and obviously winning and, and vice versa. So, that's and are you, are you tracking all that or is there a, a website that does Where can folks find EPA if they, readily available if they want? Yeah. So Bill, uh, Ben Baldwin, who's a very good follow on Twitter, very good in analytics writes for the athletic. He's got a website that he created, um, if you look, it's rbsdm.com. So rbsdm.com. Is that running back still do matter? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't even, actually, it's a good question. I'm not even sure. Um, but he, uh, he created that site and you can go through, he summarizes, you know, the offense, defense, quarterbacks, um, all those sorts of things. And you can look at, you can filter for downs and quarters and all those sorts of things going back to 1999. So he does a really nice job posting that, but, um, some of the, the stuff I looked at, um, in terms of, uh, uh for the last season, I, I kind of downloaded myself, um, you know, using some of the computer programs that are out there. So it gets a little advanced, but the, the EPA numbers are becoming more mainstream and, and that that's a good website to, to kind of summarize everything. Yeah. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Before we get back to the uh, season-long stuff, Denver opens with the Giants. That's another game I have circled. Now, the only thing that's got me a little nervous is the public is on Denver. Denver's on the road, and they're favored. But if you look in the trenches, TA, I mean, the Giants are terrible. They're just signing guys desperately right now. Uh, to help out on the offensive line. I mean, guys that nobody else wants. Um, and meanwhile, you know, the Broncos come in with probably a top five. I feel like their defense could ascend the way Washington's did last year. When you get when you factor in, they get healthy guys back, fuller. Uh, everybody loves Patrick Sertain. I uh, had a pick six in the preseason. He looks like a player. Linebackers are one of the better groups in the league. Like, this could be a really, really good defense. I, I think they kind of strangled Danny Dimes in this one. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a complete mismatch in the trenches. I think, you know, with Von Miller back, 
uh, Bradley Chubb um, and uh, Daquan Jones. They, they've got a really nice front four. Now their linebackers are a little weak. They're in great, but you know, linebackers of all the things on defense that you can afford to be average or below average on that's the position group. But it's really, you said the secondary is just, I think they're the best secondary or maybe the second best in the NFL. If Patrick Sertain is just decent, I mean, that's, that's spectacular. You have three cornerbacks, not, you know, not Patrick Sertain, three other cornerbacks that were ranked in the top 30 by PFF in terms of coverage last year, uh, Ronald Darby, Kendall Fuller, um, and, uh, and obviously Sertain to go along with them. So, I mean, you've got just a tremendous uh, Bryce, McC- Bryce Callahan, sorry. He's the third one. He was a slot corner, one of the best yeah. slot corners in the NFL. And then you've got two really good safeties. I mean, Justin, Justin Simmons is one of the most underrated defensive players in the NFL. So, um, you know, and Kareem Jackson as well. So they got really, really good secondary, really, really deep. I don't know, you know, without Kenny Galladay, who's most likely going to miss this game, like where do the Giants go? They've got one of the worst offensive lines in football. They're the second lowest on a pass blocking efficiency metric uh, by PFF. They they did nothing to really improve that side of the ball. Nothing, no Evan Ingram either, it sounds like. Yeah, probably no Evan Ingram. So I'm not really sure where they go with the ball. I'm sure Denver would love it if the Giants decided to run it. (laughs) Uh, with Saquon Barkley. And I think that's what they're going to do. Oh. I mean, look, you got Jason Garrett on the other side of the ball. Like that's not a guy that I'm scared of from a, um, you know, scheme perspective. This isn't Kyle Shanahan taking, you know, backups and trying to scheme guys open. Like Jason Garrett is one of the worst offensive coordinators in the NFL. So to me, I think it's a total mismatch. I mean, the Giants defense is okay, but you know, Teddy Bridgewater did face the single toughest set of opposing pass defenses last year in Carolina well-prepared. He's 21 and three against the spread on the road in his career. I mean, the guy is an absolute um, covering machine. I mean, this is, you know, to me, this is one of the, again, I, I think I'm over the market when it comes to, to Denver for the season win total. I've, I've got the giants as an under, it's one of my best bets as well uh, at seven. So I think this is a, you know, to me, a, a, a good, a good matchup for, for Denver and very worse. They're going to be in it till the end. It's a matter of, do they cover the, you know, two and a half, three points, or, you know, is it a, you know, is it a push? Like, I, I just don't see them getting blown out, but the giants very well could get blown out based on this matchup. Yeah. Uh, all right. Back to your season long stuff uh, in the NFC. Um, anyone jump out at you there? Yeah. I like Carolina. Uh, that oh. is my sleeper team, a sleeper. When I say, you know, sleeper to go from uh, not expected to do anything to, be a, you know essentially a wild card uh, team, and it's really a couple of reasons. One, you know, it's not that I think Sam Darnold's going to be great. He's obviously you know been really bad with the Jets. Uh, you know this, right? Yes, but he's sadly he's been put in such a horrible position. And I hate to make an excuse, but I mean, not only did he have zero talent on the outside, except for you know essentially Robbie Anderson, which by the way they went eleven and fourteen in games that Robbie Anderson and Darnold started two and eleven. Now without. that's a good stat. Hold on, they were eleven and four in games with Darnold and uh, no, Robbie Anderson. Sorry, eleven and fourteen. So oh, 14. Okay. still Jeez. still under five hundred, but better than the two and eleven. Yes, Robbie yes. Anderson. And Adam Gaze was a coach, which oh gosh, Tony, I don't want to be reminded of that era. Yeah, so you didn't have a lot of weapons. You had one of the worst lines in football every year. You didn't have a running game. And little things, like let me give you an example of like why play calling matters. Um, it seems pretty obvious. But, you know, Joe Brady here uh, at Carolina, like one of the, the bright young minds, you know, uh, when it was second and six or more to go last year, right? So second and long, the Panthers threw at the highest rate in the NFL, 79% of the time, right? Like why would you run it? You, you throw the ball in that situation, get some, you know, even if it's a check down, it's better than running it. Yeah. Gase, though, threw it at the lowest rate in the NFL, 55%. And what did he do? 
he, he produced the worst success rate in the NFL when he ran it. 16% success rate, 2.6 yards per carry. So he ran the ball the most times when it was second and long, okay? And he did it at the worst rate in the NFL. Like, why, how, how could you possibly think that's, you know, effective? So now Darnold was sitting here on third and long almost every time. Um, and he was a sitting duck. Like, that's not – Darnold isn't good enough to, to – he's not Tom Brady. So he's going to be put in a better situation with that alone. And now you've got Christian McCaffrey. you got three really good receivers. I love Terrence Marshall Jr. this year uh, as their number three receiver, the rookie from LSU. Yeah. And I mentioned some of the stats with Robbie Anderson. I mean, Darnold is way better on the yards per attempt, on the yards per game. QB rating, all of that with Anderson in the lineup. Like it wasn't even close. So you've got, I think, a better system for Darnold. Just he just has to be average, right? And then, you know, you look at last year, the Panthers were three and eight in one score games, but they faced the second toughest schedule in the NFL. So you should see some regression there in the close games. Um, they've got a much easier schedule. They've got only well, they're only facing four teams that are even favored to make the playoffs. So Tampa wow. twice, Buffalo, and Dallas. And then the, the here's the little thing: the little things I don't think as many people pay attention to. So Carolina has what they call a net rest advantage of plus 12, and it leads the NFL. So what's a net rest advantage? That means like when you're coming off of a Sunday game and your opponent's coming off of a Monday game, you've got one extra day of rest, right? Mm -hmm. Simple. Same thing, you know, Thursday versus a Monday or Thursday versus a Sunday. You get multiple days rest. You accumulate that throughout the season and, you know, it adds up. It may not, you know, be a huge factor in a single game, but, you know, over the course of a season, it matters. And the Panthers lead the NFL in that this year. One of the highest we've seen since 2002. So that's big. They don't face a single opponent coming off of a bye all season, right? Wow, so nice. they don't have to deal with that. And they get to face Tampa in week 18. Tampa might be, you know, that's cruising bad, yeah. like in the number one seed and they're just going to rest everybody. So that might be a freebie Ooh. win that is not factored in this line. So all of those things, I think, really help play into, uh, I think Carolina is a, is a sleeper team. I think they got a nice young defense, Brian Burns. J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, some really good young players on defense. I think this is an up-and-coming team. Yeah. And if Darnold just doesn't screw up, I think they can win 9-10 years. <laughs> it's a big if. It's funny. I tweeted out Wednesday, like, I'm thinking of starting Darnold over Justin Herbert week one in fantasy. And all these people are like, you're an idiot. Their offensive line stinks. He's going to get murdered. And I was like, have you guys seen the Jets secondary? Like, oh, it's atrocious. I watched them last year. Derek Carr basically threw the ball up. And Darren Waller caught everything. And then, you know, obviously what happened on the, the end of the game cost him Trevor Lawrence. But, like, Jets secondary is terrible. And if you Who's, look at, I think, the first five games for Carolina, they're, the past defenses are facing are pretty terrible. And who is he? I mean, can you name? All right, you're a Jets fan, right? Can you name the starting secondary? Because I've got the starting cornerback. They, they cut the Les Austin, who was a great right. name, right? Everybody knew. I, this is sad. I have to actually go to the tab, and I have all the depth charts. Like, uh, I have it on a favorites. So I'll go through the secondary for you on the Jets right well, now. Well, no. I, well, that was the key. You, oh, that was you have to look it up in your blindly. Fan. Like, oh, boy. Um, this is Bryce got, Hall, got the kid's six-round rookie. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not to interrupt, but you got six-round rookie Brandon Eccles from Kentucky, okay? Six-round rookie. You've got two second-year guys. Bryce Hall was a fifth-round pick last year, and Javelin Gidry, who was an undrafted free agent. Never heard of him. Yeah, Hall was 115th out of 134. Well, he was. A quick word on Hall. So he was, I believe, a five-star guy. Um, yeah. And then he had a couple like back-to-back -back knee injuries. So he's not what he once was, but the potential's there. And again, I know the Jets secondary is awful. Um, my hope is that Salah yeah. can scheme up something with that defensive line would have been easier with Lawson, but with Rankins and Williams, if they can get anything off the edge with the guys in the middle, um, by the way, they're starting a kid at linebacker. Um, the kid Nisarula Dean, I think I'm saying his name wrong. 
He's a rookie out of FSU, another guy who was like a huge recruit, but had an injury and you know, kind of like a out of the bargain basement bin. Bottom line, I'm going too deep on the Jets crappy defense, but <laughs> uh, you're right. Darnold is going to torch him um, in, in week one. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, there's two starting linebackers for the Jets. I look, I'm looking at our lads. One's a fifth round pick. One's a sixth round pick. That's starting. Yeah. Okay. You've got the a starting corner. Brandon Eccles, a sixth round pick, right? You've got multiple guys. Uh, their two backups in the corner in the secondary are also rookies. Like this is a, an unproven secondary, say the least and linebacking core. And I think, you know, you got the linebacking core. You got a couple of rookies who have to defend Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. And you got three stud receivers. I think Terrace Marshall jr. Could really, if, for DFS people out there, he's at the minimum on DraftKings. Like that's a guy that I would take a shot at. Cause I think he's going to be going up against yeah. a rookie. You're a big you know, DFS guy. How do you juggle fantasy gambling and DFS? Well, so, you know, and we could talk about, you know, my site that I've got up now, but um, you know, I, I think it all goes hand in hand. You just have to be able to kind of separate yourselves when it comes to the gambling sometimes versus the DFS and the fantasy. Yeah. Cause I'm always, doing in-game gambling too. I think you probably are as well. Right. You know, I do like second half lines and, and some in, in, in-game stuff, but um, you know, I'm not as deep into the in-game stuff as I think some other people, but that is definitely an area I'd like to do more of, but you know, I just, I, cause I try to find matchups and again, with the injury stuff, I think that's very important when I look at some of the secondary, um, you know, analysis that helps me with, you know, who I'm going to play at, at receiver. Um, you know, we can talk about the game tomorrow, but like the corner, the cornerback situation for Tampa, the slot corner is Sean Murphy Bunting, who's the, by far the, the weakest link on that defense. One of the worst slot corners in the NFL got torched last year, allowed the second most touchdowns in the NFL from the slot. CD Lamb spent 93% of his slaps in the slot last year. Now yep. they may move him around more this year, but I'm sure they're going to take advantage and really highlight CD Lamb. So for me, that's like, okay, ding, ding. Let me look at the prop. Let me look at, <laughs> you know, let me look at his DFS matchup. What, what's his price? Like I, I, those are the types of things I do. I'm not perfect with it. And sometimes, you know, you gotta, you gotta deal with ownership percentage. You want to be a little more contrarian, but you know, for me, it's like, let me find the best matchups I can first and then go from there. So that right. it kind of all gets intertwined. So we'll do Dallas Tampa in a sec, but I, one last thing you mentioned the rest advantage. Uh, for Carolina, huge arrest advantage. I remember fondly last year, Pittsburgh was rolling along, some luck involved. And then COVID right around, I think it was the Thanksgiving game, totally wrecked. They ended up having not really having a buy, if memory serves. And right. then like the Baltimore, Washington, Pittsburgh, uh, Baltimore, Washington, Buffalo games, back to back to back were played in like 12 days, something obscene. And they were favored, TA, heading into that Buffalo game. I think briefly, and then it went to Buffalo favor by one or two or whatever. And they Buffalo covered, but TA in week one, Pittsburgh is a six and a half point dog. And I'm just, if from a funky line weirdness, I know Buffalo is going to be good this year. Josh Allen, MVP, blah, blah, blah. I, 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 I'm really close to taking the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one, getting six and a half. Uh, is that insane? Talk me off the ledge. I like Pittsburgh too. I'm with you. It's one of my favorites of the week. It's probably going to be in my circuit card. So not to give everything away, but that's definitely one I like. Yeah. I think that, you know, in doing some, you know, preseason analysis, like I think that I, you know, I'm, I'm negative on Pittsburgh in general too. I think their yes. line stinks, but like they still have a top five defense, right? Uh, they still have, um, you know, Big Ben is still good enough to, to, to distribute the ball with good receivers you know, whatever you want to say uh, with Najee Harris and, and drafting the running back in round one, like he's still a good prospect and he can, he can do things for them. 
Like they've got things going for them. And this is a perfect spot for Mike Tomlin. So Pittsburgh is 38 and 20 against the spread. That's close to 66% mm-hmm. uh, under Mike Tomlin as an underdog. They are 14 and three against the spread in their last 17 as an underdog. Like this is the spot that he covets, right? And when he's a big favorite, you know, on the road against Jacksonville, that's a different story. Like those are the games. <laughs> I think Dallas last year when they were down their third string quarterback, they almost lost outright. Like those are the games you want to avoid Pittsburgh, but this is the spot that you want to jump on the Steelers when everyone's negative on them, when, you know, no one thinks that they can compete. Um, you know, th- this is a good spot for them. And I like, look, they got a new offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, who comes in, um, the old philosophy was just so outdated. They do. They did very little to no pre-snap motion uh, with their old offensive coordinator, Randy Fickner. Um, they did way more shotgun than, than Ben should be in. They've gone, it was only one preseason game, but Ben was in shotgun 16% less, 16% less than he was last year. So that's good. They were using a lot more pre-snap motion. So guys were moving around. They were handing the ball off to, to Claypool on end arounds. Like I think, from a first game perspective, it's going to catch Buffalo off guard a oh, yeah. little bit because um, they're not going to be used to it with the Steelers offense and they don't know what's, what's going to be thrown at them. So I think that's going to help. And I just think, look, the Bills are great. The Bills offense is great. But, you know, they didn't blow the the, the doors off the Steelers last year. They scored a touchdown on a pick six. Yep. They only uh, put up 5.5 yards per – sorry, 4.4 yards per play. Uh, Josh Allen produced his second – sorry, his lowest yards per attempt of the season in that game at 5.5, like he wasn't great. So, you know, I think that they can, they can slow down this Buffalo juggernaut offense enough. Mm -hmm. And I think they could score enough on offense with this new offensive coordinator. And just again, back against the wall, I'll take Mike Tomlin as an underdog any day. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm not out here taking a cut of TA's site, right? TA started a site. It's Cleve, C-L-E-V Analytics. Why is it Cleve? Because he lives in Cleveland. Analytics.com. He's charging $175 for the season. Now, I know some people are going to be like, oh, that's way too much money. I just did the math on the old calculator. 175 divided by 18 weeks. $9 a week. That's basically what? Two Starbucks drinks, guys? Like, <laughs> seriously. I mean, the guy started a website. You just heard a lot of the good info. Um, I will be signing up today. Uh, obviously, I know TA. I'm not going to badger him, but via text for his for his circuit picks. We disagree sometimes, but I think it's a value. And again, this is an 18 week season. There's probably some fantasy kernels in there. Uh, so, TA, I, I would recommend it to everybody. Now, um, I've kept you way too long, but um, Dallas, Tampa. Um, the start of the season, everybody and their mom is on Tampa coming off the Super Bowl win. The totals looks like it's, I don't know, is it getting steamed up? It's tough not to like the over here, uh, but go ahead and, and give us your thoughts. Well, Fred, I appreciate the shout out on the site. Yeah, this is not a tout site, by the way. I hope no one thinks it is. I'll come here for picks and guarantee winners. No, none of that stuff. This is <laughs> that a, doesn't exist. No, exactly. This is a content site. Like I'm going to, I mean, Jason's seen it. I, I've, I used to write at Sharp Football. Like I will post a bunch of, you know, juicy nuggets, matchups. Again, key injury reports, like that's stuff you're not going to see anywhere else, like who the backup guard is for uh, a random team that's that's missing their starter. Like I'm going to go through all those things and, you know, you can make your decision whether you want to follow me or not, or, um, you know, the, some of the, the matchups will help you make, you know, DFS decisions, fantasy decisions, whatever. I'll talk about play call tendencies, all those sorts of things. So you take the content, you do what you think um, is best in, in your regard. So in terms of the game tomorrow. Yeah. I like the over and I, I took it at 51. Um, it's up to 52. Now I think this is going to be a shootout. Like, and it seems obvious, but there really is no reason for me to go under here. Like, let me, let me toss out some nuggets for you. So this is just in the five games that Dallas had with, with Dak last year, they averaged over 32 points per game. They were third in the NFL in yards per play. There were six in explosive pass rate, right? Like they, they throw it all over the field. Uh, what's a crazy about that number is they turned the ball over 11 times in those games, most in the NFL. They fumbled the ball. They put the ball on the ground eight times, second most in the NFL, and they only recovered one of those fumbles. Like that, that's pretty, pretty lucky to, to not, um, unlucky to get not get those fumbles, or at least half of them. And so when you take out some of those turnovers, I mean, they really, really had some, some nice efficiency. They were also the fastest team in the NFL in terms of pace um, in close game situations. So whether it's a close game or they're trailing a lot, like they're going to be, they're going to be moving the ball. They're going to throw the ball a lot. 
And then you look, I mean, they lost, they were 28th in adjusted games loss due to injury last year uh, in general, but then 31st on the offensive line. Now we know that Zach Martin's out, uh, but they get Tyron Smith, all pro left tackle back. They get Lyle Collins, who's, who's had a stinger. He's back. They've got uh, Connor McGovern, uh, who's going to take over for Zach Martin, who, who played a lot of snaps, played over 600 snaps last year. He's fine. Like he's not, he's not great. He's not bad. He's fine. So they got good enough offensive line to protect them. Tampa fifth in the NFL in defense. When you look at DVOA, right? Some of the advanced metrics uh, and pass defense. But when they faced, they faced eight top 13 pass defenses last year. In those games, 70% of passes were completed over almost 300 yards per game, 7.6 yards per attempt, 19 touchdowns, four interceptions. They allowed 27 points per game in those games. Like this is the quality of offense they're going to face. So there's no reason to believe that the Bucs are not going to allow something similar as long as, as Dallas is throwing the ball and as long as Dak Prescott's healthy. Like that's the other thing. I, I, don't, I can't tell you for sure yeah. that he's healthy, but I'm assuming that he's ready to go. And the thing about Tampa is they have the number one run defense in the NFL. They, they were awesome last year. They were awesome two years ago. So teams throw the ball at the highest rate against them in the NFL last year at 63% um, in the first three quarters. Like they had no choice because they, they were getting stuffed. So as long as Dallas understands this and they don't force the ball to Zeke Elliott up the middle, I think they're going to throw the ball a lot. So all of that being said, I mean, and then you add in Dallas's defense, which was you know atrocious last year. Um, they're one of the worst in the NFL, bottom 10, and they did it against a 26-ranked schedule of opposing quarterbacks, right? They had seven games against Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, Brandon Allen, Carson Wentz, Nick Mullins, <laughs> Daniel Jones twice. They only faced yeah. two top 10 pass offenses, the Browns in Seattle. They allowed 38 points per game in those in those games. Like, th- this is, uh, I mean, it was incredible. But Dan Quinn's going to, Dan Quinn and Micah Parsons are going to fix everything. <laughs> Everything, like, like, TA. I've been here. Listen, I, you know, I do these shows at FS1. All these guys come in. Oh, uh, Dan Quinn, come on. He was so good back in the day. And Micah Parsons, super. Micah Parsons didn't play a football game last year. Like he opted out. This guy hasn't played any first game in the NFL is against Tom Brady. You don't think Brady's just going to put him in action all the time? I mean, OJ Howard's back, uh, Gronk, Antonio Brown. Like they're going to get so many advantageous matchups. Like I, I, I don't know how this Dallas defense stops anybody early. Yeah. And look, and you mentioned, um, you know, Michael Parsons, like linebacker in general, just it's hard to really affect yeah. a game often a linebacker these days. And we even saw in hard knocks, like he got burned by a fullback on a wheel route. Like <laughs> you don't think that they're going to, you don't think Tom Brady's going to send Gio Bernard uh, in a oh, one-on-one route gosh. if he gets again, yeah. you know? So yeah, he might, he might help from a pass rush perspective, but from a, from a pass defense, he's not going to help at all. Dan Quinn, that, that is so funny. So I was looking it up because I'm like, it felt like he kept having to relinquish play calling duties with Atlanta um, because things were going bad. And I looked it up. So in 2019, he uh, fired the defensive coordinator heading into the 19th season, fired the DC. He took over play calling. He said, this is going to be my defense, right? What happened? They started the season one in seven and they were second worst in the NFL in defense. So in order to save his job, he was asked to re- relinquish the play calling. What happens? Atlanta finishes six and two and they had the fourth best defense in the NFL once he did that. Was that okay, with Raheem so Morris? Year, yeah. So uh, last year he did the same thing. He started out the season third. And I think they split play calling. He's 30th in the NFL in EPA in the first five games, then was fired. What happened the rest of the year? <laughs> the defense finished 15th in the NFL mm-hmm. when he was gone. Like you can't tell me that he's going to add that much value when he couldn't do it at his own team for the last handful of years. So, you know, maybe he's a minimal impact. Um, over what Talos had last year, but you know, to call him a savior, like I think is ridiculous. So yeah, uh, totally. I think this is going to be a shootout. And the last nugget, and this again, this could be um, completely, um, you know, 
may not have validity, but I thought it was interesting. Like it's going to be the upper eighties in Tampa, right? At kickoff since 2011. Okay. And this is, and I picked 2011 as a date because that's when the CBA was changed. So players in the off season and training camp were, it's a lot easier. There were no more two a days, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot different back then than it is now. Um, since 2011 overs have hit 59% of games with temperatures over 80 degrees in week one in Florida, just in September alone in Florida, where it's the hottest yeah. overs have hit in 15 of the last 21 games with temperatures over 85 degrees, mm. 71% rate. Defense like, is gassed. They get gas. Like, and now yeah. this year where teams play their, their starters less and less, like, I think the second half could lead to some, you know, high, you know even more scoring because these defenses are just completely worn out. So just a little nugget that we'll see what happens. But I think that's an interesting uh, uh, it's tidbit weird. that I don't really hear. any. Uh, it's funny. Often. I'll wrap on this because I, I'm sure everybody saw some some random guy hit a 14 team parlay in college football, 14 unders turn ten dollars into eighty thousand dollars. So as a joke, I was texting people, oh, we should take 12 NFL unders in week one. And then you start looking and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't take any of these. Uh, and it, uh, last year early with no fans in the stands, there was a lot of unders if memory serves. Um, oh, yeah. Do you, have, uh, do you think that continues or do you think it flips to overs this year? Well, to me, I, I just go I go game by game. I try right. not to look at overarching thing. Now, I will say I was adamant. I was one of the few I, I remember because I did it on Twitter and I did it on our podcast we used to do. And I wrote it on the site multiple times. I said, this is going to be the first couple of weeks are going to be heavy, heavy overs. And I thought at the time, I didn't even use the no fans as really a huge reason why. It was more with no tackling, um, no preseason, mm. like no scrimmages. I thought the tackling would really struggle because the last time we saw that was with the, the, the lockout year of 2011. And the overs hit at an incredible clip the first couple of years or first couple of weeks of that season because of the bad tackling. I thought that would carry over similarly last year. When we saw, I think overs hit like all but two games in week one. Um, and I think some of that was the noise and some of that was some of the tackling issues. And we also saw, you know, penalties weren't being called, all those sorts of things. I think the league really wanted with, you know, the COVID issue and no fans. I think they wanted some high scoring games and they got it. <laughs> I, I, I'm not looking at this week like that. I mean, I do like two overs. I mean, I do like tomorrow's over and I like, um, uh, I do like Arizona, Tennessee over just because. Two, yes. Two of the top three fastest paced teams in the NFL. Um, t- uh, terrible defense in Tennessee. Arizona's secondary is a mess. Like, I think they're going to, and with Julio Jones, you know, on board, I think there'll be a lot of points there. But an overriding theme, I wouldn't get too caught up in, you know, let me take a bunch of overs or a bunch of unders. Just, just go game by game. Like, yeah. I think that's the best way to approach it. All right. We chewed up way too much time. I told TA, oh, let's, we'll do 20 minutes because we're used to doing like 10, 15 on the radio show. All right. 45 minutes later, uh, but it's so good. I mean, TA, great to have you. Congrats on uh, starting your own shop. Obviously, I can't recommend it enough. Um, I, I'll, I will be buying it. And I, listen, I'm not going to go out and give out all your great info on, on Twitter because he's a good follow also. But it, listen, folks, NFL's here. Like the season's going to be fun. Uh, don't don't fire all your money in week one as, as exciting as it is. These lines have been up for what, three months? Oh, yeah, at least. At least, at least. yeah. So, all right, TA, uh, keep up the good work, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Awesome, Jason. Thanks. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 